Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo, and on this show, we talk with artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And today we're talking about how to live a more empowered life. I have on a guest, a transformational coach and marketing specialist, Ileana Rojas. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for inviting me. So I'm first off, oh yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to know what is a transformational coach? Um, well, the way I see transformation coach is somebody that helps you transform your life from where you currently are, either on a personal basis or on a professional basis, to the life that you really desire on both uh, personal or uh, professional. Uh, and sometimes it's actually both. You don't realize that it's one's tied to the other. Mm -hmm. um, and it does require a deep transformation because it, sometimes it's not only about the physical, it's about the emotional, it can be about the mindset. Uh, there's a lot of li different layers that happen. So that's part of the transformation. Uh, and I help people basically craft the path that they need to follow to be able to get to where they want to get. Mm -hmm. So who is it that you mainly work with? Because everybody is looking to transform some part of their life. Correct. So it's mostly, uh, in most cases, it's women that are uh, not happy with their lives or they've realized that they're uh, living a life by default. They just got there for, I don't know, some reason. And one day they wake up and they realize that they're not doing what they really want to do. And they're looking either for a career change or they uh, wear a hiatus in their lives because they, let, they stopped working because they you know, started to take care of their kids and now their kids are older and are, don't know how to get back to working. Um, different situations in their lives that suddenly are at, at a standstill and they need help sort of moving forward. Or they might be relatively content with their lives, but they've always wanted something more, uh, but they really are not sure how to get there. So I help them carve first the goal that they're looking for, uh, and then the path, and, and just walk them through it and support them along the journey. Mm -hmm. So what do you see as the hardest piece for people when they want to make a, a change? accepting first that they uh, actually can change because in most cases they might want to but are so scared of what you know jumping into something that they don't know uh, if it's really worth it and if it's uh, in many cases uh, if it's going to impact their current lives or their families or their you know whatever their current situation is and they don't want to leave a lot of that but they feel like if they jump to whatever that change is, then that will also impact their current life and that's the scariest part. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, you don't have to. It's just a shift in, your, in the way you look at things and your mindset. Mm -hmm. So do you think that just by having someone to bounce ideas off with, have someone there kind of cheering you on is enough? Or what actually do you see is the work that gets done? There's three things. Uh, the first is having somebody to be able to share whatever you're feeling. Uh, in many cases, what I've seen is 
everything happens in our minds and we don't even say it out loud and just all of that mind thing uh, you know it, it becomes overwhelming and, and a lot of things happen in our mind so just having somebody to share it and even hearing what we're saying uh, sometimes you realize oh it's actually not as bad as I thought to uh, and then when you do it when you share it with a coach uh, and if it's a, a coach that specializes in whatever issue you're having, uh, they can help support you uh, to be able to find a path and to carve a path that you can easily follow to make this situation that in your mind might feel like it's unachievable and overwhelming and make it a little bit more digestible and, and easier to, to, you know, to overcome and to do. Mm -hmm. So having somebody there um, to reflect with yes. and is there more? Basically it's somebody that helps you reflect, that asks the right questions, mm -hmm. uh, that as in my case uh, I, I enjoy processes, that's part of how my mindset works mm -hmm. and when I hear people talking uh, about a lot of things uh, I like to break them down into smaller pieces and start focusing on each of those uh, smaller components to be able to say, okay, these might be, you know, very dramatic things and these might be very easy that just require a small conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just questioning back the person so that they, in their mind, realize that maybe what they thought was extremely complex and difficult, maybe it's actually not as complex and difficult and maybe it just has a simple solution. Mm. Uh, in many cases, it's just a change in habit. Mm. Can uh, you give an example? Yes, uh, so for example, when we're talking about reclaiming our power, um, part of that is that in our, um, in our daily routine, especially as women, we have like a long list of things that we think we need to accomplish every day. And that just is overwhelming in itself. Um, and, and sometimes we don't even get to half that list and that you know, creates additional stress and anxiety that we keep pushing day after day until the end of the week we're completely burned out. So a change in habit in terms of just understanding and prioritizing at the beginning of the day, how many of those things that we think we need to do do we really need to do mm. and, and maybe dropping some off the list yeah. no matter how uncomfortable that might seem. Yeah and I can see where that would be really helpful to do with somebody because in your own mind or I'll speak for myself in my yeah. own mind yes. these things all seem important yes. and I may not have perspective on it and when you say half my, your list I mean for me it's just a fraction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. My whole business life is a big list, you know, yes. and of course it, I'm working with somebody to help me organize it because it can be very overwhelming to achieve your, your goals and your dreams. There's so many moving parts and, yes. and then there's all the rest of life. Correct, correct. And then also, I mean, more and more we are becoming or we are already multidimensional like beings in a sense that we have our family life, we have our personal life, we have our work life, and then we have our friends life. And, and we feel like we need to tackle all of those things and they are all priorities because 
we are by nature nurturers and we are problem solvers and we want to help everybody. So we take on all of those things ourselves. Uh, and that can be a, an, an overwhelming task in itself. And, and we need to learn how to, how to change that mindset, how to change or adopt different habits to then be able to, to tackle them efficiently or actually not do some of those things and, and realize that the world will not end, that actually nothing happens if we do. <laughs> Give us a quick tip right now because I'm sure everyone's thinking, oh my God, all this stuff that I have and I'm getting anxious just listening to it. <laughs> what would you say? I would say that in, in some of these cases, uh, I would just choose of that long list of things, two or three that you just won't do for that day just for that day. That you will not do. That will just not do mm -hmm. and, and, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably realize that actually nothing happened. Uh, and it's not that you're gonna push it to tomorrow because then it's still gonna stay in the back of your mind right, right. and it will create then that anxiety because you're consciously knowing that then you're gonna jump on it tomorrow. When I say just don't do it means you're crossing it off the list. Or it goes on the not, I'm not doing this list. I'm not list. doing this list, exactly. That's it, somebody else will have to figure it out or it's just not going to happen. That's brilliant. Uh, and in many cases, we'll realize that actually nothing happened. Uh, and then we'll understand that the priority that we had originally given it, maybe it's not the, prior, the, the correct priority. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that is one of the biggest things that I tell uh, my clients. So what is it about claiming your power that feels really essential? Right. The, right way, I, the way I explain power and the way I see power or your inner energy, because it depends on how you understand it personally, is like this, this glass, like it's water. It, it's filled with that power. And every time that you do things for other people, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, it doesn't really matter. It's like you're giving part of that water away. Uh, and obviously it has a bottom and it will empty after you pull everything out of it. Uh, and when uh, I talk about reclaiming your power, it just means you need to do things for yourself that will fill that glass back with water again or with your energy or your power because you can't give out your power you know without filling it back in uh, and during the day you have to integrate some something in your daily routine that will give that power back to you that will re-energize you uh, in order so that in, a, in, in order so that you can give your power back again and help others, but you need to help yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that I've found that is an easy way for, for my clients to understand, oh, now I, now I get it. I, I can visualize it in my mind uh, that I actually need to, to think a little bit about myself uh, and feed that power, mm -hmm. and reclaim that again. Mm -hmm. So the consequences of not doing that is burnout complete burnout is stress, it's anxiety, and after a long time of keeping up these, in a way, unhealthy routines, they can physically impact us in a, in a dramatic way in our health, uh, in different situations. I've heard a lot of different stories uh, of people even ending like in the hospital because they just couldn't, you know, it was, 
doing all these unhealthy routines for such a long time. Uh, and then that trickles into other things because now you can't help anybody. And, and, and that, you know, not even the, the financial consequences that happens. Uh, so it's, it goes beyond uh, just trying to help people. It, it, you, we have to think that helping ourselves is a way to help others. Mm, nice. So you probably have a reason why you're doing this yes. work. <laughs> What's your story? In my case, I'm like a lot of women, like I multitask and I do a ton of things. I have my family, I have two girls, a husband, I have a work that I have to do and then I have a ton of other things that I wanna do, right? And, and for a long time, it was about having that long list and putting things aside for me uh, and always giving out for everybody else. Uh, until uh, I didn't realize the impact that it was having you know, on me. I started to get very, very tired. Burnout con was constantly happening. By Fridays, I just like crashed completely. Uh, and then through the weekend, you don't have the energy to actually do things. So I wanted to do things with my family, but you can't because you're basically you're toast or you're not, you may be participating or I was participating in some of the events and almost falling asleep because of it. Uh, so those kind of things, I realized that then I was actually not being present for the people that I loved. Uh, and it started, I started questioning like, okay, th this can't be, you know, I didn't uh, end up with anything, any health issues, thank God. It stopped before that, but I knew that if I didn't stop it, it could end up in, in serious health issues. Um, and I had a good friend that helped me sort of realize what was happening and, and that's when I understood the importance of, of having a, a healthier harmony between yourself and everybody else. And everything else. Yeah, and everything <laughs> else, you're right, everything else, yes. <laughs> so what were you doing at that time uh, for your work because you did you, were you doing something else and then you transitioned into coaching? Yes, so I've been in corporate life for over 20 years um, in different uh, global companies and they require, I mean, it's, it's not an eight, eight to five job, it's almost like a 24 hour job and especially when you're in a global company, emails come in all times, all hours, and you wanna be the best. You wanna do, deliver 110%, how they say, um, because you really wanna make sure that you accomplish everything. And in this fast-paced environment and the way corporations are, like you want to keep over-delivering. Over uh, so you email at 11 o'clock at night. You work on Saturdays, on Sundays. Uh, there is not a really like a defined place and then you have to add on all the personal stuff uh, of my girls and my husband, my family, my friends on top of that. Uh, and yes, it became challenging and that's when there came a point last year that I decided that this was not necessarily the life that I wanted for me. Uh, it was just the life that I ended up by chance uh, and in the future, that was not what I was seeing for myself. Uh, and that's when I decided to, to become a coach because actually coaching was something that 
I love to do throughout my life, uh, coaching and mentoring my teams, my direct reports, uh, and that is something that I really felt passionate about. So I got my certification, um, and then I jumped into this becoming actually moving out of corporate world and starting my own my own coaching and, and consulting company and, and living the life that I want because I couldn't tell others to live the life they wanted if I was not living the life that I wanted to live. For sure. Yes. So did you find that you started working with people who are working in corporate first or how did how did you make that how did you start off your business? Basically, yes, you're right, with people that I know mm -hmm. that in a way were uh, friends that or women that in some way were related to me, most of them from, you know, corporate or work, similar work type environments. Uh, but as I've continued to grow, um, I've met a lot of wonderful women that have different, uh, they're entrepreneurs or they are just stay-at-home moms. It, it, the, the, the variety just started to open, um, and, but the, the issue is the same. It's just trying to figure out what is the life that I really want and where am I at and how do I get there, mm -hmm. no matter what your situation is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I had a thought in my mind and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> it like, where did that yeah, go? It happens. Oh, no. <laughs> It's something like I was really curious about, and then I just got deeply into listening to what you were saying, and I lost it. So, um, I completely. I'm Don't just going to take a moment here. Sure. We need to relax. We need to relax. And that actually is one of the steps of taking your power back after you. Uh, you decide that you want to change after you've made your list of the things that you're going to drop off and everything. Uh, one of the biggest steps is actually to take a pause and breathe. And, and because as you breathe, you know, you bring oxygen into your brain and that helps you actually think sometimes in a different light and realize that things that, again, you thought were important maybe are not as important. Um, the other thing uh, that I, I didn't talk about but I would like to bring up is um, the example that we're giving younger generations. And that's the other thing that hit me as I saw my daughters uh, you know, going into their teenage years. Uh, I keep telling them and everybody around them keep telling them that they need to be powerful, empowering women and they need to stand up for themselves. And there's all these movements about you know, uh, being powerful women. Uh, and then I thought, okay, but the example that I'm giving is not that example. Mm. So it's how can we as women tell them, yes, be powerful, but hold on a second, because I have to do all these other things that are you know, giving my power away. Mm. So it just didn't feel like the right type of, of leading by example that yes. I wanted to do. Yes. Uh, and I couldn't ask them to do something else when I was doing something that wasn't what I was telling them to do. Right. Uh, so that also becomes uh, when I talk to some of my clients and they're still struggling in their mind with, well, but I still need to do all of these things. I'm like, well, what's the example that you want to set? All these younger generations that we keep telling them 
be powerful and we're not showing the power ourselves. That is such a great perspective to be, to live the message that we want to share. Yes. And it allows us to strive and aspire to that place in our own lives so that we can be examples. Exactly. That's fabulous. Exactly. So I did remember what I wanted to ask Perfect. you. Perfect. Awesome. What was, uh, what do you bring from the corporate life that you, into your coaching? For instance, I know you are also a marketing strategist. Yes. How does that fit into this? It's all about um, marketing. I love marketing because marketing is about understanding the insight and it's about understanding what moves you uh, from an emotional level? What is that need that you need to satisfy with something, a service, a product? It doesn't matter what, but it, it comes from the emotion. Um, and, and I feel like it's exactly the same thing with coaching. It's understanding the person by what is their exact need that they're trying to satisfy. And in many cases, uh, I have clients that have come to me with, this is my issue. But as we start the conversation, they even start to realize, well, this issue that I thought was my issue is actually not the issue. It goes deeper into satisfying a completely different uh, need or emotion or thing that they need to work on. And, and that thing that they thought was actually just an excuse or, or a way for them to, to, to try to communicate something's wrong with me, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that, that I've always loved uh, in my corporate life from a marketing perspective to find that what makes people tick, what makes people change and do something. And now it's exactly the same, but it's uh, with actual people versus product. That's so interesting. <laughs> so it's almost like a template. It's a template. Of how, how you interact with people and Correct. how you inquire. It's a, like a kind of yes, inquiry. Exactly. But the process in a way, it's exactly the same once you understand what the need is and you understand where they, what they end up, what they want, mm -hmm. then it's just showing them the path in a way that they clearly can understand it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, again, it can just feel so overwhelming and mm -hmm. a lot and I don't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and when you digest it in small little pieces, it just mm -hmm. becomes an easier way to be able to get to that, that yeah. end goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know that I, help people overcome the fear of speaking. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and get comfortable on camera, and it's a kind of confidence building as well. Is that something that you struggled with yourself, or you see your clients struggling with, or what do you feel like, how does that uh, overlap with the work? I've struggled it, I think, all my life. Um, but however, I love it. I, I think it's just this, um, I don't want to say love-hate relationship, but in a way, it's it's once I'm there, I just love it. Uh, amongst the, the tons of things that I do, I was a ballerina uh, in my younger years, uh, and being on stage uh, just was amazing. It was like being in a completely different world, uh, but getting to that stage, it was nerve-wracking. Like something's going to happen, and what if all the what ifs, um, and and that. I think till this day, just the, the five minutes before, it's like <gasps> nerve-wracking. And then you're there and you just show up. Uh, so I don't think I've, I've managed the five minutes before <laughs> yet. <laughs> I think it's still there. <laughs> yes. But you know from experience that once you get 
once and I get there, everything is fine. Once I get there, everything is fine, and I love it. But. What do you think it is about being on stage or in the spotlight or there, as you say, that makes the shift for you? What's happening in that moment that makes it change? Definitely, it's in the way I see um, things in my mind. It's the mindset. Uh, the before is about all the potential things that can go wrong, everything. And, and your mind plays all these awful scenarios. Uh, and then once you're there, you realize, or at least I personally realize, that all those potential scenarios that can go wrong, if they go wrong, well, they go wrong. And I have a perfect story about this, and, and my kids love that. Um, like I said, I was a ballerina, uh, and when I was little, I must have been like 10, 12 years old, and I was Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. And there was this moment on stage when obviously it's like the, the twister happening, so they closed the curtains to be able to change all the, 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 you know, the house and everything in the back, and, and myself and, and Toto were the the guy that was playing Toto were in the front, like just whirling around because it was all the music of the of the twister happening. Um, they changed it. It was 15 seconds. It was a very fast moment, and the curtains got stuck, and they couldn't open the curtains. And I just could hear the music. They started to just play in a loop while they got the curtains unstuck. And I just continued dancing, and the, the, my, my partner just like stared at me, blank eyes, like, what are we doing? Were you in front uh, of the curtain? Yeah, yeah, I was in front of the curtains, like, for me, well, the show must go on. Right. Uh, so I just continued, and I started to make up all this choreography, and he just followed me around, and we just kept in this twister thing, then the music went off, and, and we just continued until the curtains were unstuck, and then we just continued where we left off. And that stuck really with me in terms of at the end of the show, nobody realized that that had been a mistake mm -hmm. uh, because we just kept going. Uh, so for me, that was an, a learning experience to say, as long as you keep going, you know, anything, nobody else will know what, what in reality was meant to, you know, to happen mm -hmm. uh, because nobody knows, only you know. So if you keep going, People will just go along with you. Great advice. Mm -hmm. So how can people find you online? Uh, they can find me in different places. They can find me on my website, uh, which is www.belivecoach.com. Uh, and then I have a Facebook page, um, same thing, believecoachingonconsulting.com, and Twitter, Ileana Rojas, and um, Instagram, believecoach. Great. So. Yes. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. No, thank you for inviting me. It was really fun. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel how you can be more empowered in your life and work today. And if you feel like something is coming up where you need to have some extra confidence in your speaking, be sure to download my free guided visualization for speaking confidence. You can get that at www.lindaugalo.com forward slash speaking confidence. And I hope you'll join us on the next episode of Women Inspired. Oh.
Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.